This is Movies for the Blind, episode 164, Evil Knievel, part two of three. Where the hell my clothes? Hello and welcome to Movies for the Blind, where you can enjoy films without looking at a screen. I'm Valerie Hunter. We continue with Evil Knievel, and when I teased this film a couple weeks ago, I said its star was about as worthy of a biopic as the man he was playing. I'd forgotten that he's already had one, sort of. George Hamilton is known for his debonair style and perpetual suntan more than for his acting. Although he's been in dozens of movies and TV shows and earned praise for playing country legend Hank Williams in Your Cheatin' Heart and a vampire in the age of disco in Love at First Bite, his glamorous and sometimes notorious life could easily take up a few films, but so far it's his adolescence which has gotten up on screen. A film called My One and Only is a loose version of a story that Hamilton once told talk show host Merv Griffin about a wild road trip he and his brothers took with his extravagant mother, Anne, who had just left his father after catching him with another woman. The fact that Hamilton would later have an affair with that other woman is another story, one of many. But for now, we'll stick to this story of another kind of daredevil, Evil Knievel. On the day of a big motorcycle jump in Ontario, California, Evil has been looking back on his life in sleepy but dangerous Butte, Montana. He's made his first jump, two cars in a rodeo ring, but what is maybe his most famous jump is just ahead. Note that, along with that, this part of the movie has a little bit of profanity. So, here's part two of three of Evil Knievel, a film of a motocross race plays. Uh, this is some early national news coverage of me when I started my career of uh, high-speed motorcycle racing and earned a living. That's me there, that one right there. It's followed by footage of him riding a parachute pulled by a speeding truck, his legs dangling several feet in the air. Then he's shown riding a motorcycle through a series of burning wooden walls. One man leaps into the air as a motorcycle drives under him and away. Then the bike goes up a ramp held up by a man lying on the ground. A bike smashes through a box, releasing a little person unharmed. In another clip, a bike is ridden over dirt bumps and up a very steep hill, causing the bike to fall out from under the rider, who runs back down. Evil jumps his bike over more than 10 cars lined up side to side, landing on another ramp to the ground. He soars over more cars. He approaches another line of cars and jumps over them. He lands short of the ramp and tumbles off the bike down the ramp to the dirt. Watched by a crowd of thousands, he jumps more cars and lands hard on the ramp, but keeping control of the bike. He does a nighttime jump of a line of trucks and lands easily, then makes another daytime jump look easy. He turns to go up the landing ramp and raise his arms to the crowds who've swarmed below him. Some of them run up to congratulate him. With tens of thousands watching in a stadium, he jumps 13 cars, vans, and trucks and lands easily. The huge scoreboard above him reads King of Stuntmen and shows his photo. In the Ontario VIP suite, 
The blonde woman swats flies while Evil sits on a couch in a towel and socks, picking at the dressing on his leg. She swats him, wrestling the fly swatter from her. He gets up and chases her to the door. Which opens. Who is it? Well, hurry up. I'm being beaten to death by this girl. A man enters. She's hitting my wounds with this thing, and I'm being paralyzed with pain and can't defend myself. You see what I mean? She gets the swatter back as the white-haired man watches. Hey, well, did you bring me out here just to watch you play with your wife? Trouble with you, Doc. He sits. You don't have any sense of humor. You take yourself too seriously. That's what you do. A little hard to appreciate it when you're part of a joke. What's the matter with the leg? It hurts. You don't say. Any fever? Are you hot or cold? Do you have any temperature at all? What does that have to do with the broken leg? It isn't infected or anything, is it? Doc bends down to him. Put your hand away. Then he rips off the dressing. Well, that didn't hurt, did it? Evil scowls at Doc, who examines the wound. Hurt? Evil nods. And winces. There? He nods again. And winces again. Oh, come on now, it didn't hurt that much. Evil shakes his head. Doc stands. And pours a drink. Linda, you want to bring me a clean dressing? He drinks as Linda gets the dressing. When Evil grabs the glass and drinks, Doc pours booze from the bottle onto the wound. Oh. Ah. 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 Like a bullet to bite on. Linda tries not to giggle as he grimaces in pain. She succumbs. What are you laughing at? It ain't your leg. I can't stand to have anybody laughing at me. What does it look like? Is it infected? Why is it aching like that? Because it's broken. It's full of metal, you damn fool. It's all right? Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Doc stands again. Bring it back when you break it again. Evil grabs his arm. How long before it's better? I mean, if I don't splatter today, how long? I'd say in about two, three weeks, it'll be almost like a, an ordinary compound fracture. But you're breaking. Probably the other one, too. See you in the hospital later. You got a great bedside manner, Dr. Kincaid. Yes, sir. Doc looks back at the door. I feel that building a patient's confidence benefits the entire healing process. I'll see you. Linda? She opens the door for him. Bye, you stick with me, Doc, and I'll show you the Grand Canyon. Doc peeks back in. Every man has to make his mark. Yours will be on the north wall. Grinning, he leaves. What kind of jokers I got around me? Have you checked on my police protection yet? I'm oh, sure I always do that first. Well, where are they? What? A bunch of overzealous fans could come rushing in here and attack me. I could be killed or trampled, unrecognizable. That almost happened to Elvis, you know. There's two of them right outside the door. Two of them? That gonna stop a whole mob? There's nobody here yet. There will be soon enough. 150,000. It only takes 80 or 90 to come busting in here and crush me to a pulp. Elvis was almost killed by a 14-year-old girl. She tried to poke his eyes out. God, that's revolting. See who that is? I don't want to see anyone. As he peeks through his fingers, covering his face, Linda goes to the door and lets in Pete. Evil gets up. Get that stuff to drive the ramps. You know the stuff I mean. How the hell do they expect me to get any traction when the ramps are wet? Like riding uphill on ice. Oh, the body? Yeah, I think we got some of that stuff, Evil. I don't know if it's any damn good at all, but we can Give me the cane. He snatches it. Look, you just put a little on the corner of the ramp. See how it shapes up. If it's any good, well, maybe I'll give him a plug. I'll talk to him. Who makes it anyway? I don't know. Yeah, but I'll find out for you. You do that. He turns to Linda. I want you to stay here. 
I don't want you going out and getting kidnapped or killed or raped. I'm going to go out and check the ranch and see they don't stove in and get me splattered. Leave these jokers and they end up like Caesar's palace. Before he leaves, evil stops when Pete gets him to notice the towel. Where the hell are my clothes? Years earlier, he walks out of a trailer. One of the highlights of my career was my jump at Caesar's Palace. Now, I know you've all heard about it. This was especially memorable because I broke just about every bone in my body. Pete gets through the crowd surrounding him as he signs autographs. How's the bike sound? Pretty good, real sweet. Put the new spark plugs in like I told you. I want new spark plugs. I don't want to quit on me when I'm going up the ramp. Can't stand some the quits. One thing I can't stand is a quitter. He keeps signing and shaking hands. Now, the man in the white leather suit, ladies and gentlemen, is Evo Knievel, who is going to make this almost impossible jump today. It's almost impossible. It is impossible. Now look, I'm going to have to get my own announcer. I want class around me, real class. I don't want more of these people in sideshow freaks. Excuse us. And make their way through the crowd. I got the number two bike set up down there for the wheelies, and uh, you're going to jump the number one bike. Evil smiles and shakes hands. That's a damn question. I feel great. Great. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Do you think I'd risk my life if I didn't feel like it? Excuse us, folks. It is my honor. He gets on a bike posing for a pretty blonde photographer. Staring at her, he slips on gloves. Now a lot of folks have been saying that uh, what I'm trying isn't possible. There's one guy who said that I, uh, I didn't know when to be scared. Said I didn't know when to quit. But that fellow was right. He pulls on a helmet. I don't know when to quit and I hope the good Lord that I never find out. I don't know because the word fear does not exist in my vocabulary. He starts the bike, still staring at the photographer. He winks, then rides off. He rides through a crowd of thousands to the takeoff ramp, and pauses, looking out over the long series of water fountains in front of the hotel. Soon after, he jumps through the fountains. In slow motion, he hits the landing ramp awkwardly, letting go of the swerving bike, which he falls in front of on the back of his neck. His body sliding and tumbling limply as the bike spins away and falls over. Evil keeps rolling along the pavement, somersaulting on his head, then rolling on his side. When he finally comes to a stop, officials run to him in flame retardant is sprayed, obscuring him in a white cloud. An ambulance approaches the scene. The back door is opened and a stretcher is pulled out. With the blonde photographer taking photos again, paramedics carefully roll evil onto his side. His eyes are open as they lift him and lower him onto the stretcher. She keeps taking photos. Following closely as a blanket is pulled up to his neck. I'm not dead. He's loaded into the ambulance. The door is closed, and as the ambulance pulls away, the crowd swarms behind it, including the blonde photographer. In a hospital corridor. Right leg's broken in three places. Left leg in two. Compound fractures, all of them. And the pen's got lodged in my hip. Pay no attention to him, nurse. 
As he's wheeled into a room, Doc stands at the doorway with a nurse. Do you have a statement for his wife yet, Doctor? Well, he's broken his arm, his legs, his back. He didn't break his neck. I don't understand it, but he didn't break his neck. She walks off. Well, an x-ray. Wife, still don't move, please. Give me a lead shield. It won't take but one minute now. Damn it, give me a lead shield down there. I could get cancer. I can't do that now, Jack. I can get sterile. Doc calmly writes on the clipboard. Give me a lead shield. Get the doctor back here. You have to lie still. We don't have a lead shield. I have to be protected. What kind of place is this? Give me your hand. There. Pay no attention to him, nurse. He's still in shock. Don't let it bother you. Give me a lead shield. Later, in an operating room, Doc leads the surgery. Clamp that artery. Hurry it up. Doctor, pulse is slowing down. No, better worry. Is heart beating good? No, heartbeat good. Look at those pins. Look how they held. They didn't move at all. Beautiful work, Doctor. He doesn't appreciate a thing I do for him. I do a beautiful, rugged work. All he does is try to ruin it. Look at the way those pins held. I'm going to put in the new ones just the same way. You know what amazed me about him this time? What? His arms and legs. They were all pointing in the right direction. Usually they're all twisted around backwards. Swabs. This time they're all pointing correctly. Just coincidence, I guess. Must be. Sutures? He continues working. Later, a male photographer takes a photo of Evil in a hospital bed with Doc and the nurse nearby. One more. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, nurse, come over here. She approaches. No, no, around here. She steps to the other side of the bed. All right, now get in real close. She bends down to him. Turn around, face the camera. When she does, Evil puts a hand on her behind. Go ahead. She smiles awkwardly for the photo, then pulls his hand away as Doc rubs his own back. What's the matter? Don't you feel all right? Nope. Why not? I drank too much at the casino. Well, why don't you take a couple of aspirin, stay in bed a few days? Maybe you ought to see a doctor. Get those crutches out of here. I don't want to see them try to get out. I'll be out of here in 24 hours. Uh, you won't walk out. Last time you said I was going to die. You will. Sooner or later, everyone does. Before Doc leaves, ah! Pete walks in with two tall, beautiful women. No. Girls, I'm evil can evil. It's a pleasure to make you acquaintance. Hello. How are you? Do you want them just to stay here? That's right. I want one awake all times. They can take turns sleeping on the couch. Yeah, well, are you sure you're feeling up to it, Evil? I mean, we can come back later. No, I'm not feeling up to anything right now. But I may be any minute. I just don't want to be caught short, you understand? What do you think you're going to do? With a broken pelvis, among other things. Probably nothing. I just don't want to take a chance. Besides, it's not what I can do for them, it's what they can do for me. You right, girls? They smile. <laughs> Doctor, are you going to let this go on? Well, I don't run this hospital, and I don't control him. He's going to do what he wants. I just fix things whenever he breaks. You do what you want, Knievel. But don't ever expect to walk again. Doc leaves with the nurse, who carries the crutches. Later, the door cracks open, and one of the women peeks out wearing a nurse's uniform. She opens the door for Evil, who sits in a wheelchair. As the other woman holds the door open, Pete pushes the wheelchair into the hall. All right, now, Pete, I want you to get the head nurse. Tell her I got out. Call Dr. Kincaid and tell him uh, 
Tell them uh, I'm in the parking lot and I've gone crazy. That I won't let anybody touch me. That I've gone crazy, huh? As Pete steps away, the women push the wheelchair outside. The guy tells me I'm never going to walk again. What the hell does he think he's dealing with? What kind of crap is he trying to pull? Catching up, Pete takes the wheelchair and maneuvers it over a curb into the parking lot. All right, now lift me up right on three. One, two, three. With his broken arms around them, the women lift evil. Pete, get the bike. Pete holds the bike as the women carry him over the seat and set him down. Put my hands down on it. There we go. They ease his arms down to the handlebars. As hospital staff run out, Pete gets the bike started. What kind of crap are you people trying to hand me? Never walk again. Help! Pete guides him forward. And let's go. He slowly rides around with his right leg straight. Gliding between parked cars. He turns and rides past the staff, Pete and the women, calling over his shoulder. He rides over the curb and falls. Years earlier, a high school ends its day. Dr. Kincaid always worried about me. Kind of worried Linda that he worried about me. I always worried Linda, too, ever since I first saw her. She falls when he does a wheelie past her. But to make of me, I mean... She gets up with her books. I made up my mind that I wanted something. He turns his bike around. I was going to have it. As she glares, he smirks from his bike. With greased back hair and a black jacket, he stands on the bike as it rolls toward her. Then he sits and stops. Am I supposed to be impressed? Yeah? I'm not. I don't appreciate boys trying to run me down with their motors. She walks away and he follows. I'm trying to run you down, I just wanted to see who you were. Well, now you see. What's your name? Linda. Why, what's it to you? Sort of wanted to know. I wouldn't you know, go out with you or give him my number if that's what you're thinking. You didn't ask? Yes. I know who you are, Bobby Schneebel. I know all about you. Well, yeah, what do you know about me? Oh, I know you've been in jail for one thing. And I know you're crazy. But you don't know anybody's ever been in jail before. No, and I don't hope. But you don't know anybody's crazy either, huh? She shakes her head. Hey, have you ever gone on a motorcycle? No. But you'd like it. I doubt that. Why? Scared of things like that. Scared? They stop. Why are you scared? So easy. I bet you could ride this all by yourself. I bet you I could have you riding this bike all by yourself in 10 minutes. Oh, I, I don't think so. Get on. Uh, I, I don't think so. Scared of me? Maybe. You gonna go around your whole life scared of this, scared of that? Scared of anything new or dangerous? There are a whole lot of things you're scared of. I'm not scared of everything. I can take care of myself. Oh, yeah? He starts the bike again. Get on. Come on, you're never going to know about anything new unless you try it. Handing him her books, she hikes up her heavy knee-length skirt and gets on the seat behind him. He tucks the books under his jacket. All right, now. Oh. She scoots up. Oh, he pulls her legs up around him. She puts her hands on his ribs. They ride off. Through a gravel parking lot. And away.
On the street, she smiles. It just sets your turns up early, and then you sort of lean into them. They do as he makes a left turn. And that feel good? She nods. <laughs> Evil weaves in front of a car trying to pass the car behind him. Hey, why won't you go out with me? What? I said, why won't you go out with me? But they don't go out with hoods. Hoods? What makes you think of a hood? He rides up onto the sidewalk, making pedestrians scatter, and speeds back onto the street past a police car, which starts after them. It pulls up beside Evil. He goes faster, and so do the police. Linda hangs on as they speed through town with the cops chasing. He makes another fast left turn. The police car gains some ground as they turn onto another street. Evil breaks hard and slides to a stop. I think you'd better get off here. She does, as the police car skids to turn back. Evil takes off. But the bike falls over with him. The police car has trouble getting going again, so Evil has time to get back up and ride away with the car finally moving after him. The cops chase Evil up a hill. turns between a parked truck and a construction barrier to go further up the hill, but the car is blocked by the barrier in a mound of dirt. The cops get out. We got him now. It's a dead end. At the dead end, Evil turns back, thinking. He heads back down the hill, toward the sloped mound of dirt, and rides up it to jump over the car and get away. I've never seen anything like that. Come on, let's catch him back in the car and drive off. The chase continues on downhill side streets. The cops catch up to Evil. Come on, Bobby, cut it out. He rides down into a dirt culvert while the police car continues on the road above and parallel to him. Riding up out of the culvert, he speeds up another rise, where he turns back onto the road, going the opposite direction of the police car. The car drives down the rise and rejoins the road behind Evil. The car weaves when the road turns to dirt, going through a mining complex. Evil's bike kicks up dust behind him, as does the police car. Evil glances back with a grin and speeds over railroad tracks and around a curve of the mining trail to go around another curve. But Evil slows to a stop when he finds a big truck blocking the way. He turns and disappears over a ridge. Stopping the car, the cops get out and walk over to the ridge. They look down. You alive, Evil? Far below, just short of another road. Evil and his bike lie mangled on some rocks. I think my arm is broken. Probably would be. 
Jeez! Look what you did to my pipe! He struggles to his feet. Later, with his arm in a sling, he's escorted into the city jail. Hey, wait a minute, you're, gonna, you're not going to put me in here with all them criminals. Damn right I am. Well, that guy's a thief, murder, rapist. He's taken around a crowded cell. That guy was the I've seen him before. The cop opens the door and pushes evil inside. Hey, wait a minute, sir. I'm, I'm an invalid. I can't even defend myself. Shouldn't have come if you don't like it. This guy over here's the fruit! The cop walks down a hall between cells, smirking. Then grabs a cup of water and splashes it into evil cell. Later, the prisoners doze, standing or sitting where there's room. Evil sits on the toilet. The cop comes back with a sheriff. Wake him up. All right, wake up. Wake up. Come on, get awake and you won't get breakfast. A cup flies out of evil cell. Who threw that? Who threw that? Evil glances up from the toilet. Come on, you better answer me. I don't take that. All right. Go on. I have ways of finding out. Answer yes when your name is called. Mitchell. Reeves, Fraser, Russell, Bennett, Corbett, Knievel. He stands. Yes, sir, I'm here. They look at him. Bass, Taylor, Bart, Knopfel. Knopfel? The sheriff steps up. That's what it says here, Knopfel. <laughs> We'd better double their guard. We've got evil Knievel and awful Knopfel. <laughs> A wave of water splashes from evil cell. Who in the hell? Evil gazes out. I'm going to find out who did that. And whoever did that is going to be sorry. Later, at dusk, evil rides his bike down a residential street. He rides past the house as Linda steps out. Down the street a little. Evil stops and turns to watch Linda smiling as she gets in a beaten-up old car and kisses a young man. She puts her arm around him, and Evil keeps watching as he drives away. Evil turns and cruises in the same direction. Soon after, Linda and her date join other kids walking through a parking lot which Evil pulls into. He stops just outside doors to a lobby and watches them go in. A sign inside says, Butte High Bulldogs Victory Stomp. Evil gets off his bike as other students enter. Chewing gum, Evil peers through the windows of the lobby. Through amber sunglasses, he glances around nonchalantly. He turns away and heads back to the bike. He looks back and dances a little coolly and waves off the thought. I don't need a girl. Girls just slow you down. Who needs a girl? The cop approaches. How you doing, Bobby? How come you're not going in? Evil dusts his bike with a handkerchief as the cop walks off. 
He looks at the bike. You're my girl. You're just far from go when I want to go. You don't slow me down. He sits on the bike. I don't even like her. Got spindly little old legs. Who needs it? He pats the bike. In the Ontario VIP suite, Linda pastes photos into a scrapbook. This is nice right now. Peaceful. Evil turns from a mirror. What? He wears his leathers. Quiet. Wouldn't you like to go someplace quiet? These aren't tight enough. You gotta hold the legs together, keep the bones in place. The other ones are in the drawer. What about it? Don't you think we could go someplace like Mexico or something? I wouldn't use old leathers. I don't want any of my show that isn't pure. Think people pay to see dirt? He holds a bottle and glass. Don't you think we could go? Go, go where? Mexico or someplace. The water's contaminated, filthy. You can't drink. The food will get you sick. He sits. Get dysentery or malaria and die. Well, wouldn't you like to go someplace like that? He drinks. Sure. Grand Canyon. Be lots of time to take it easy while they're building the big ramp. Grand Canyon. She sits with him. We could even go down to uh, the bottom, like Meg and his wife did. That's dangerous as all hell. You could slip and you fall a thousand feet. I just think we ought to take some time off together. The only quiet we ever have is when you're in the hospital. You can't complain, then. They stand. You're crazy. Really, something else again? They stand at the mirror. No, I think you're probably crazy. I mean, lock-up style crazy. It's taller, same as Elvis's. Yeah. That doesn't look quite the same. It isn't made out of leather. You worried about me? Why? I mean, I'd like you to be worried about me. I'm only worried they're gonna lock you up, that's all. He turns away. A man who risks his life, crashes motorcycles for a living, and his wife worries they're going to lock him up. He holds up the glass and she takes it. You have broken every bone in your body at least once. It doesn't seem to bother you. Why should it bother me? Go ahead. Be that way. Evil steps to the door. Who is it? Me? They want to know what time I'm to jump, Evil. You're going to have to tell them what time. How do I know what time? I can't count on anything around here. they got earthquakes. While I'm up in the air, all this could disappear. Matter though, I got a guarantee. Tell him 11:30. 11:30. That's right. Just keep repeating it. You won't forget. Jeez. Pete walks off. As Evil sits again, Linda pours a drink. She gives it to him as she curls up beside him. I missed you, Why? Do I look like I'm putting on weight? No, you look kind of good. That's why. I asked. Way the same as when you met me. Well, you kind of filled out, got a little rounder. Think so? Yeah, I think so. But you tell all the girls that about me. No, I don't tell them any such thing. Now, you ought to know by now you're special. I was careful when I picked you out. You have to be careful. That's what you have to be. Years before in Montana, at a frozen lake, Linda steps off with some friends wearing skates. No, of course not. I'm going looking for him. He can go looking for me. And he will, too. Take my word for it. If he isn't breaking into a bank someplace. For Robin Judd's sporting goods. Did you know what he said? He did not. He did, too. He told my brother Camp about it. They go to a campfire. Well, nobody's ever proved But everybody knows. She sits on a bench. There he is. Evil skates in the opposite direction from everyone else. 
and skids to a stop. What did I tell you? Listen, don't go anywhere. I want to get myself raped. As she starts unlacing her skates, Evil walks toward her and her friends. Then goes past them to pick up a log to drop on the fire. Ooh. Linda's friends walk away. Oh, thanks. Thanks for heat. I like those chicks you hang around with, Linda. Why don't you introduce me sometime? They wouldn't talk to you, Bobby Knievel. They know better. Yeah? You tell them anything about me? Maybe. You good? She puts on boots. Well, what's the good to say about you? I think you ought to know that. Well, they know better than I do. They have better sense. Well, we'll see sometime. Picking up a marshmallow, he starts walking away. Where are you going? Sit in the car. Let's go. Want to come along? She gets up and follows him to a parking lot. I've got better sense than to sit in the car with you, Bobby Knievel. Think I'd be alone with you after what happened last time? She opens the car door. I'm not getting in there. Besides, my dad's coming to pick me up. I don't believe that. What are you afraid of? You know what I'm talking about. You think I'm going to get raped or kidnapped or something? Put skates on? What am I going to do that with skates on? Say what? He gets keys out of his pocket. You take the keys. Go on, take them. Okay, I guess the skates on. It's all right. With the keys, she gets in. Right on over. She does, and he gets in behind the wheel. Want to get out of the wind, that's all. He reaches under the wheel. What are you doing? Just a second. He closes the door. What are you doing? The car starts. Hot wire. Never can tell when you're going to need it. He drives away with her. Later, the car is parked alone in a secluded forest. How'd you do that with your skates on, Bobby Knievel? Just have to be careful. That's, uh, that's what you have to be. Yeah, a man of many talents. However, Linda is soon going to leave Butte and Evil. How does he get her back? And what about this jump he's sweating in Ontario? Hang on for the conclusion next time on Movies for the Blind. At the age of 71, as of this recording, George Hamilton is still doing his thing. He hosted a talk show with his ex-wife Alana a few years ago, swung his way through the second season of Dancing with the Stars, and appeared in the British reality show I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, where he had to survive on a desert island doing some pretty gross tasks. He left partway through, saying he hadn't gone in to win, but just to have a good time, which is how he keeps living his life. For more information and links about the movies, about description, and how to subscribe, go to the blog, moviesfortheblind.com, where you can also find out about this podcast, Creative Commons License. And the movies are from the Internet Archive, so please support universal access to human knowledge by visiting and donating at archive.org. Thank you for downloading and for listening. Be back next week. Take care. Take care.